Hello, and welcome to Teacher in Zion Podcast, a podcast for Christians, Mormons, ex-Mormons, and other Book of Mormon believers, or anyone questioning their faith or the church, with an emphasis on seeking the truth wherever it leads, but especially in gaining a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Teacher in Zion, and this is episode four of the podcast entitled, So You Think You Have Authority. You know, authority was an important premise in ancient Israel, and questions of authority were raised by the Pharisees when John the Baptist and later on Jesus arrived on the scene. Both of them were asked, by what authority do you do this? You see, neither of these men were approved or ordained through the proper priesthood channels of their day. John the Baptist was ordained by an angel, but how do you verify those credentials? And who ordained Adam? Who ordained Abraham, the father of faith? Or the Apostle Paul, for that matter? Who ordained him to his position in the church? At first, the church in Jerusalem did not believe him. But they eventually had to accept his calling as an apostle directly from Christ. So if God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, as the scriptures indicate, and I believe, and there is a pattern in all things, then we must accept that the ways of God and the pattern that he has laid down is that men are called of God And then men in authority who recognize that call in someone will then ordain or set aside that person for the ministry they're called to, except for when God doesn't do it that way. Yes, it's all a part of the pattern. Both of these means, those who are ordained by men and those who are ordained by the hand of an angel or set apart by God himself, seem to be a part of the pattern. Both of these methods have happened in the past and could be happening right now in the present and are very likely to happen again in the future as he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Typically, the argument against this is that God only goes outside the established method of ordination by one having authority in the church when the church is out of order, or the established authority of the day is an apostasy. That when the church is fully organized and functional, God will not step outside of those bounds. There are two things I would share for your consideration in response to that argument. One, If that is the case, then why didn't Paul have to go get his authority as an apostle through the proper channels in Jerusalem? Jesus' church had, after all, just been established recently, fully functional, and the power of God was present in it. And number two, what leads you to believe that your church isn't in apostasy or that it is fully functional? There's a man named Lynn Reidenauer. He's a Baptist minister, and he came to believe in the Book of Mormon many years ago, and he declares it to be the most Baptist book he's ever read. But he once observed the following about Mormon priesthood authority. He said they were like a sheriff with a badge, but no gun. He wasn't just speaking of LDS, but any of the various churches that trace their authority back to Joseph Smith. 
While he does not deny that Joseph Smith had authority from God, and he does not deny that authority once existed in the church, he nevertheless has observed that it seems to no longer be present to any great degree. I have had self-proclaimed prophets and ones who are mighty and strong come at me with their proclamations and warnings of what would happen if I don't bow to them. And my question to them is always the same. If you are who you say you are, then where is the evidence of any true authoritative power? In Paul's letter to the church of the Thessalonians, he stated that they knew what manner of men he and his companions were when they were among them, because their message did not come in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost. It is not my call to judge someone else's relationship with God. None of us can yet see clearly enough to remove the splinter in our brother's eyes. But we are called to be fruit inspectors, according to that which is written in the word of God. Jesus said that even greater works that he did would we do after he went to the Father because of the Holy Spirit. And after his resurrection, he told his disciples to go into all the world and preach the gospel. And signs would follow all those who believed, including casting out devils and healing the sick. How can we claim exclusive priesthood authority on earth if we do not even walk in the signs of the believers? We read these things in our scriptures, which really call upon us to compare and contrast our lives with that which is written. But either we find excuses or we avoid such questions altogether because they make us feel uncomfortable. Now, this is not intended as a railing accusation. It's just a simple observation of what appears to me to be an obvious truth. Listen, my friends, it's with all love and respect that I appeal to that which is within you that knows the truth. And I sincerely ask, have we exchanged true authority and power for dead religion? In all my studies and seeking to understand the nature of true authority, probably the greatest wisdom I received is that all true authority comes from God alone. I don't care who laid hands on you. You have no authority unless God sanctions it. That's the present tense, sanctions it. Just because you walked in authority at one time in the past doesn't necessarily mean you're still walking in authority now. Regardless of what titles you hold or what authority you think you have, if you are operating outside the will of God, meaning you are acting presumptuously according to your own wisdom and understanding, rather than being directed by the Holy Spirit, then you have no power or authority to do anything in that moment. Now, this is different than how we've been taught in the church. Jesus said, I am the vine and you are the branches. We can do nothing apart from him. He is the head, which means he is to give us our directions moment by moment. If your head got disconnected from your body, what is your body going to do except fall? We need our head, and we need to be connected to our head at all times. And we need to receive instructions moment by moment from our head. Does that make sense? Even Jesus himself stated that he did nothing except what the Father showed him to do. 
How is it that mere sinful men imagined themselves to be able to follow any other example than the ones Jesus provided and walked in? If we want to walk in real authority, then we must recognize a simple truth from James 4, 6. God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. In Luke chapter 9, John tells Jesus, Master, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we forbade him because he does not follow with us. In other words, this person wasn't a part of the group and hadn't been sent out directly by Jesus like John and the other disciples had. In other words, John felt they had been authorized to do things like casting out demons, but this man did not have that authority. Isn't that kind of how Mormonism looks at the rest of Christianity? I'm just keeping it real here. But Jesus said to him, Do not forbid him, for he who is not against us is on our side. So Jesus told his disciples to allow people like this to go about the work they were doing, since he saw them as being on his side. Did they not have authority? We have another example of someone trying to cast out demons in the New Testament. In the book of Acts, we find the seven sons of Sceva attempting to cast a demon out of a man in the name of Christ. But not only were they unsuccessful, but they were so badly beaten by this possessed man that they fled the house naked. Listen, these were seven grown men, and they were so badly beaten by just one man who was possessed that their clothing was torn right off of their bodies. And what did the demon say to these men? Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? What can we take away from the words of this demon? You see, it recognized the authority of Christ, and it recognized the authority of Christ in Paul, but it did not recognize any authority in these men. And yet... The person whom John told Jesus about was indeed casting devils out with success, so that John tried to forbid him from doing so. Neither this man nor the sons of Sceva got their authority directly from any man, and yet one was successful and the other not. So what sets them apart? Let me ask this question. Can we imagine that demons would ever depart from someone they have a hold on unless they recognize the authority of Christ in the person who is commanding them to leave. The sons of Sceva evoked the name of Christ, but they used it like magical words that they imagined had power. But as Paul told the church in Thessalonica, he came to them not just with words, but with power and the Holy Ghost. Can we imagine then that anyone can walk in power and the Holy Spirit apart from the will of God that comes only when we get our instructions directly from the Holy Spirit? I mean, how can we walk in the Spirit unless we truly have that inner connection to God? And if we do not walk in the Spirit, then we do not walk in the life of the Spirit and we have no authority. The man John tried to forbid was able to cast out demons, and they obeyed him because, even as Jesus stated, this man was on his side. He was on the side of Christ. He was part of the team, even though he wasn't a part of the in-group. 
He had evidently heard the gospel message and believed in Jesus in so much that he began to exercise great faith to the point that he could even cast out demons. So I have a dumb question for you, the listeners. Please forgive me, but here's my dumb question. Can you have any authority over demons without having authority? And what authority exists over demons except for the authority of Jesus Christ? I know of none. So if this man did not receive that authority by having some other man lay hands on him, then he must have received it some other way. If God commands you to do something, then carried within that command is the authority to do it. I can trace my authority back to Joseph Smith Jr., but I have no need to do so. My authority doesn't come from Joseph. You see, God spoke to me, and I made a covenant with him. He reveals his will, and he directs me. And as he is my king and the sovereign God of the universe, when he wishes me to speak or act, I try to do so accordingly. And when it is in accordance with his direction, rather than me acting presumptuously, you know, because I assumed I had authority to do something, if I do only according to his direction and not my presumption, then there is real power and authority in it. I've experienced it. And I testify to you that I am nothing. I am nothing. And yet I can testify to you that in the truth I have spoken and acted according to direction from God on numerous occasions. And when I did so, healings and miracles happened, which were bore witness to by others. But I will never boast in myself, because I know that I hold absolutely no power of my own. But I boast in Christ, for it is Christ in me that does these things. When I'm doing my own thing, when I'm following my own wisdom, when I'm trying to do what I think is right, there's no power in it. When I operate according to my own wisdom, even if it's based on something I read in the scriptures, there's still no power in it. You see, I am nothing apart from God. This has been a hard lesson. I am in my 50s, and I'm only now really beginning to comprehend this. I'm just a gathering of dust. And at no time have I ever walked in any degree of power or authority except that I was humble in that moment. And acknowledging that Christ alone is the power and authority and that I can do nothing apart from him. So, in conclusion in this podcast, do you think you have authority? Well, thinking won't make it so. True authority is backed by the power that comes with it. Does it not? It can't be faked. And that power is not handed out to his disciples to possess or use as they see fit. We are not unlike a lamp that must be plugged into the outlet in order to shine. As soon as you unplug from that power source through sin or pride or presumption, you lack the power to do anything good. All you have left is dead works. And this is the mystery Paul spoke of, which is Christ in you. We need to really meditate upon that mystery. It's not enough to have religion or be in the right church. True authority comes from Christ alone and does not exist separate 
from his continual direction through the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you have any questions or comments or would like to share something with me, feel free to do so by emailing me at teacherinzion at gmail.com. God bless. Join us for discussion in our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash hope of Zion or at our YouTube channel, Teacher in Zion. That's the word teacher, space, and in Zion spelled as one word. My books can be found at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Douglas Hatton. That's H-A-T, like a hat on your head. T-E-N, like the number 10. Until next time.